Welcome to Student Success Stories, the podcast where we spotlight academic excellence at Baylor. I'm your host, Carol Croson. Today, we're visiting with Bisma Zulfikar, a senior from Tyler, Texas, pursuing a major in biology in our pre-med program. Bisma shares incredible tips and techniques for how to make the most of your study time, how to prepare best for tutoring sessions, and how to find study spaces that work best for you. I hope you'll get lots of good takeaways from our chat today. Hi, Bisma. How are you? Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Carol. I'm great. How are you? Doing well. So glad you're here. If you don't mind, just take a few minutes and introduce yourself to our audience and maybe share a little about where you're from and what brought you to Baylor. Definitely. So I will be going into my senior year here at Baylor um, in August, which is now basically, but in the fall. Um, and I am a biology pre-med major, and I was a business administration minor for the past three years, but I dropped it recently just due to graduating on time, and I'm from Tyler, Texas, which is about two and a half hours northeast from Waco, and let's see, I think that's pretty much it. Great! Awesome! The Rose Capital of Texas, Tyler, Texas. Yes, exactly. Uh so fun. Well, okay, so you are in a pretty rigorous program here at Baylor. Our pre-med program um, it has been described to me as intense. Um, can you tell us a little <laughs> bit about study strategies that you found to be especially helpful as you approach these courses in your program? Definitely. So, um, especially with science courses, I have found that yes, you need to read and um, have like a base knowledge of your material before you go to class. So it's not always possible because sometimes you have chapters in multiple classes, but I do really recommend people to at least skim your notes. Maybe a professor has given you if you have like PowerPoint slides or anything. So you have some baseline knowledge you go to lecture. And then once you're in lecture, you can actually a little bit better because that's how I work personally. Um, whenever I'm reading on my own, also have like a few questions and so I can either jot them down and just make mental notes. And so whenever a professor is going over them in class, um, it helps bring a little bit more of an active learning process. I'm like, oh, she's talking about that, so she's talking about. So that's something I recommend because I've noticed that I'm a lot more engaged when I take or when I skim over notes like that and then take in class because then I already have like certain milestones that I need to be like, okay, this is a better question about this is something that I wasn't sure about, rather than just having information thrown at me. Because oftentimes, especially if it's like an like an 8 a.m. class or a 9 a.m. class, and you're having information thrown at you, kind of zone out, or even an afternoon class. Um, so that's one tip. Another tip, um, I it's just it's more of a trial process, unfortunately, but it's thinking of how um, you work best during certain times of the day. So I've realized that um, I can force myself into a morning person. And so it's better for me to take classes that are not, maybe not even 8 a.m., but at least from 9, maybe 1, and just get like a chunk of classes out of it. And then the rest of the day is free for homework, work, um, student organizations, et cetera, time for myself, rather than like I had a semester where I started at 11 and then I ended at 3 
and I still had time, but it just, you feel like you're starting the day a lot later, and I would be like, oh, I'll wake up early, and I'll get something done, but in reality, it would never happen, and I would just spend way too much time eating breakfast or something, so I definitely recommend that. Let's see what else. Um, this past semester, actually, I realized that um, video lectures were really, really helpful for me, so I had taken human physiology with Dr. Tandy, and um, he started implementing this um, technique of where he would post an online lecture, basically, which would go over the slides that we would go over in class. And it, since he talks about the same material almost every single semester, and it's, it's science, so it doesn't really change all that much, especially with human physiology, your heart only pumps one way, right? And so um, he's able to replicate his um, lectures for every single semester, both in class and now this online tool. I found that it was really helpful to um, do the online tool either before class or after class, honestly, depending on time. But, um, and then like jotting down his notes and then uh, reading over them once or twice and then um, meeting up with a study buddy or like a study group and then literally pretending you're Dr. Tandy and teaching each other out the material by just literally going page by page and discussing all the topics. And so it's not even like you have to have them memorized. As long as you have like a decent basis beforehand where you like you're familiar with the few topics, talking out is such a helpful tool because I feel like you're like you have to know what you're saying, or right? you can't just be saying random things. And so that has been one of the most effective ways for me personally. Otherwise, I will like lose myself and my thoughts even when I'm writing notes. So I definitely recommend those three. That's awesome. Yes, it sounds like definitely prepping before class and then if you're Professor provides some additional supports utilizing those, but then following up with um, teaching each other. And that can be such a powerful way to, to make sure that you really know that information. So that's great to have some, um, a group of friends that you can do that together. And I think also mm -hmm. just finding that best time of day that is kind of thinking about yourself and when you function mm -hmm. and, Sometimes if we know we have the tendency to sleep until close to when our class is, it's good to have that <laughs> accountability of that or maybe earlier start time. So we uh, make the most of our morning. So I think that is something exactly. to consider. Well, great. Well, when you are studying, um, do you have any kind of routines maybe that you fall into as far as like how long you study at a time when you take breaks? Um, kind of when your classes typically are, I know you said kind of starting in mid morning and, um, and then when they're over what you do next, how do you fit studying in to your schedule? So, um, I will like kind of take like a snapshot of one of my ideal semesters class wise, okay. which unfortunately not every semester is going to be ideal class wise and you can still work your way around it. Um, so, for example, actually, I'll just talk about last semester because it was an ideal class wise, but it still worked out pretty well. Um, I think I started at 10 a.m., which still isn't terrible, but I like I like to be 9 a.m., so I'm at least up and functioning because I'm very much the person to be like, oh, I don't have to be somewhere until like 10. I don't have to get up till like 9. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it's just how my mind works. <laughs> Unless I have like a very sad deadline. Um, and so, with that, I would always like show up to class and everything. And then um, I'm very dedicated to my planner. If I don't write it down somewhere, whether it's on my phone or my planner, um, I will forget to do it just because I put too much emphasis on it. 
and sincerity, but it's, I started doing since I was probably in middle school, and it's worked all the way up to like college, and it just helps me stay organized. I'm very like, um, I'm a very uh, visual person, and so that helps me just break everything down because we have so many dates and events happening, whether it's assignments or student organizations and personal things, and so I can't always keep track of those. And I honestly prefer not even using my phone or my computer just because sometimes I feel like all that like um, screen time is giving me anxiety or like putting strain on my eyes. And so um, plus it's a very great distraction factor having things electronically because you can easily be like, oh, let me go to Instagram or let me go to Facebook, let me text someone back. So having it on an actual physical planner, I'm able to um, change things as I want uh, make them pretty and like sometimes I find it very therapeutic to like have different colors for different things and like I will for example I have a weekly planner so with every um, two pages it'll be Monday through Sunday and I find that that's a good spread for me rather than doing a too detailed daily one like not enough detail with a monthly one and so with the daily I'm able to be like okay um, if I have a test today on top of it test today and then I'll put it also on like the pages and so that gives me a whole spread of the month as well. And then for assignments, for example, with like daily assignments, I'll mostly just keep it to the weekly pages mm -hmm. and be like, okay, on Monday, I need to have chapters six through seven read in so-and-so class. And just kind of have it done as a to-do list and with higher priority items, specifically ones that I'm like, okay, I need to do tonight. I will um, highlight with like yellow. And then I used to highlight other things with like an orange, but I found that it was just too much for me. And I wasn't really being that effective with it. So just highlighting like the, the main things that I do like that night or that day in yellow like helped me prioritize things. Otherwise you get really overwhelmed with like all your assignments and readings and everything else you have going on. That's, um, so just, that's definitely something that I recommend. Okay. Um, and then for studying itself, so let's say like I started class at 10. Uh, I will try and update my planner as I go in class just because it's the easiest because say your professor starts changing due dates or something else. It's just easiest to remember that way rather than going at like 5 p.m. that afternoon being like, what did he say again? Um, mm -hmm. So just keeping up with it is like a great habit, I feel like. It'll just help keep you on top of things because I've also noticed whenever it's time for me to get down and study, that's when I'm like, oh, let me just... Um, in the sense of procrastination, I'll be like, let me just um, reorganize my planner, make sure everything's correct, this, this, and that. And it's great and therapeutic and all, but sometimes it distracts maybe like 20, 30 minutes that could have gone into something else. And then 20, 30 minutes you could have been done earlier. Um, so definitely, like, I'll usually start off either looking over my planner or filling it in. And then um, I know all the techniques, like the Pomodoro technique is really popular. And if you're not familiar with that, it's where you do 25 minutes on, five minutes off, 25 minutes on, five minutes off for about three or four cycles um, of studying. And then you can take a, I think it's like a 30 minute break after like the four cycles. So you've done maybe like two hours. Mm -hmm. So you can take like a, um, like a 30 minute break and then do it again. And um, I follow a um, YouTube channel called Strive to Fit, which is who back when I was younger, was in medical school now she's a, a resident and so having like these incredibly like um skilled techniques of studying is like a little intimidating but it's really helpful too because you can adapt it to your own style of um, studies not that you do it exactly but having like this example is really really nice 
And then there's also apps, example, like Focus Keeper, that like basically are the Pomodoro technique. And that way you're not feeling like burnt out and like itching to grab your phone or like talk to a friend or whatever. It helps you be like very focused and streamlined for 25 minutes. And you're like, okay, I can go like use the restroom, get a snack, get a drink of water or whatever else for these five minutes. But you're not like, oh my God, I'm like strapped to the desk and I just can't move. Awesome. I think if there's anything else in particular that really, really helps me, but it's kind of like, like, um, motivation at times. I know it's like a tricky one, us college students, especially like in the middle, like midterms, kind of like anxiety gets us or like, um, finals or like, oh, there's just no more motivation left. Motivation is very just intrinsic factor. I realize like it's all within you. And sometimes you're just like, you're making excuses for yourself to be like, oh, I have this and this to do. There's plenty of time in the world for everyone to do everything even though yes college is incredibly overwhelming especially as a freshman I know that was one of my most um, strenuous semesters of understanding how to study how to time manage and everything but it will happen it's not like you have to get it done within the first week of school but definitely having being ahead is always better than being and falling behind and trying to play catch up because I have played catch up a lot and it's definitely not fun, and it it, helps, it hurts more than it helps. So. Yes, definitely, definitely wise for sure. Staying ahead is the name of the game, and I really liked um, how you mentioned reviewing the notes from that day's class as part of your process. Is that right? Is that what yeah. you're thinking? Yeah, um, and that has just been proven to be such a game changer as far as retention goes and mm -hmm. getting in that practice is can be so helpful and just making it a habit um, and then i am so interested to know more about this youtube channel and we'll definitely link to it below can you remind me strive to fit is that what it's called i believe so let me just okay. double check but awesome. i think it's called strive to fit great well, that sounds really exciting. So um, mm -hmm. we'll find that and link to it in the show notes um, on our website. And then Focus Keeper, is that an app or a website? Yeah. Okay, it's an app. So there are different websites that you can probably Google Pomodoro Technique and it'll do more of like a, um, a desktop or a screen view of things. But I prefer doing it on my phone just so I many tabs open and yeah focus keeper is a I, i'm sure it's probably on like android google maps and whatnot google awesome. story excuse me okay well we'll link to that too we'll link to all the things and when you're talking about your planner just while we're talking about specifics you like a weekly mm -hmm. planner is there any kind of planner that you typically buy from year to year or just as long as it has that weekly format that's the most important thing I find that Target especially has really cute ones as well as like they're really functional and so they're like decently um, already organized. I know some people are into bullet journaling, bullet journaling um, to where they can completely like have just a blank notebook and um, design it however they want. I unfortunately don't have enough time and um, not the skills to do it. But this is called the Day Designer. Um, I don't know if there's an actual, I think the company is Day Designer. And I've used them for the past two years and I really enjoyed them. They're not anything like crazy, untraditional. They're just like a pretty regular planner. But I target, I definitely recommend to like look for things like that. 
Awesome. Okay, great. Well, now let's talk a little bit about the morning. So it sounds like um, you know yourself and you know that it is tempting to, to not to, to let your class kind of define when your wake up time is. Um, what do you do um, or do you have some things you do every morning just to help you wake up and be alert before you head to that first class? Yes, yeah, so I actually have a very, like, very well-set morning routine, and unfortunately, coming back home for the summer, it's just been not there, and I miss it so much. Uh -huh. um, so I live off campus, and so I have the luxury of my own room rather than sharing a room um, like I did my freshman year, and so this is, it helps a little bit more just because you don't feel like you're waking someone else up or they're not bothering you in the middle of the night, anything like that, so um, I always just use like the normal like I'm um, clock setting on my iPhone to mm -hmm. like have a hours of sleep in the night and um, help me wake. I'm actually looking into a um, alarm clock that like facilitates like natural light and help you wake up because I know if it's like dreary outside, I'm like, oh no, it's just like really early, but it's not. It's just really dark outside, yeah. especially when it comes to um, like later months whenever the sun does come up earlier but it's still like the blinds are just shutting it out so definitely like figure out which ways would, uh, do you wake up best because mm -hmm. like sometimes with alarm clocks their sounds are just really like scary and they just wake you up in a weird anxiety ridden mood and so it just kind of like puts the rest of your day into a weird weird vibe mm -hmm. um so like I'm very like specific like that because I've noticed that like with certain alarm sounds it just wakes me up in a startled mode rather than like a calming sound. Yeah, it sounds like really, really irrelevant, but I feel like it's really important because how you like if you have a rushed morning routine, you're gonna feel very rushed throughout the rest of the day, and you're gonna feel really anxious going to class, and you're not gonna feel as like well prepared. And just even if it's like you are well prepared, you feel a little off. Um, and so I just want to just like immediately, maybe I'll be on my phone for a second. I try not to be just because then I'll be in my bed for like a lot longer especially if it's like during the colder months and I really don't want to get out. I try to make it a habit just to like turn my alarm off. Plus my eyes are really sensitive in the morning. It's just light, especially. So it's, it's easier just not to be on my phone. And so I get up, use the restroom, do my like skincare or whatever else. And then um, I'll either play a podcast or I'll play like a, uh, a YouTube video that means like meditation, um, that really means to me in a meditation aspect, and I'll just play that. Um, and then I really like started realizing the importance of breakfast and how hangry I get in the middle of class if I don't have breakfast. Uh -huh. um, and so, especially with all the walking, like if I had not had breakfast freshman year um, and walking everywhere, I would have not been doing too well. <laughs> um, and so I definitely recommend eating like at least a decent breakfast. Uh, there's really quick ones. You can meal prep them. Meal prepping is great for college students, especially because then all you have to do is literally microwave things or maybe slightly warm up on the stove. Um, and then I like a very fat, like I'm usually very like particular about my breakfast with a, a certain like week span. I'm very like focused on one thing. I'm like, oh, I'm obsessed with these pancakes. I made these pancakes for like four weeks. And then I'll like change my mind. So it just kind of depends on like prep time for those things. But usually I was, like, decent about getting something in. I found, like, this thing called protein coffee at HEB, where it has, like, 20 grams of protein, but, like, also, like, I think a cup and a half's worth of coffee. 
so you kind of like get full and you still have your energy so those are really cool things to look into too depending on like what your preferences are with food um and then what else and then I try to eat breakfast as fast as I can depending on how late I'm going but usually like I was pretty doing pretty decent of just like having enough time for breakfast and then heading to class and I wouldn't do too much more just because I just do have too much going on in your morning in my personal opinion it's just I just don't wake up for it so I don't have enough time for it but that's pretty much it then I head up to class and go on about my day great that sounds like that gives you a really good start and this is a little bit of a side note but you mentioned meal prepping and you mentioned how helpful that is do you mm -hmm. have a place where you found some recipes or meal prepping ideas that work really well for you so pinterest is always a great hack but sometimes it's like a little hard just to go off recipes in my opinion i do prefer videos at times uh -huh. i know that um i think buzzfeed has like a instagram account called tasty or proper tasty uh -huh. and um they have like a bunch of different um recipes and i follow it just because i like food anyway so i like seeing food on my timeline and then um they'll have like a bunch of different recipes and if i find anything that's really like strikes out to me i will just like have it saved for something else and then go back to it and then eventually like at this point i've made beef stir fry so much that i don't even need to look at it and it's just like an easy quick thing um, for me to do and then like especially with um, textures some like recipes aren't that great when you reheat them it's just kind of like a trial and error process but usually like pastas or like rice bowls and stuff like that are really easy and they're really filling and they're pretty like decently healthy depending on if you're into that um, and so there's tons of recipes on like Instagram um, specifically like food accounts that are meant for um, like recreation of the recipes or honestly, just even like Googling them, depending mm -hmm. on what your tastes are. Because like, say if you're into like Mexican food, like authentic Mexican food, you can always ask your mom if she is really, really good, good at that. I'm Pakistani and my mom makes Pakistani food really well. So I'll mm -hmm. ask her like an easier version other than either cooking her like hours and hours, and then I'll just meal prep that. Awesome. Well, that's great. And I think that's something that can be really helpful to plan ahead and think through meal so then as you're studying that's not a whole other can of worms you're having to think through um exactly. what am i going to eat i'm hungry how do i but but having some things prepped ahead especially for breakfast probably because you want to eat something mm -hmm. but um time sometimes in the morning can be um a very um luxury item <laughs> uh, so you want to not have to spend too much time preparing so that's great thank you well um when you are studying do you have any places on and even off campus where you really like to study so on campus uh, freshman year used to be the library because i lived in north russell and so that was probably the closest building i could get to that had an atmosphere of studying besides maybe like get rich um and so and of course it's a library so that's a great time it's open like 24 hours a day pretty much so that's really really nice um but then i did wear myself out of the library and at some point i just could not and there's certain floors of the library where they're more socializing than they are studying so 
I've learned to like stay away from the basement if I really need to get something done. Um, and I'm someone who tends to work best in like quieter areas because I do get distracted. And even if like I'm not paying attention, it's just it bothers me at times when I can like hear some people's conversations or some people's music or whatever else it is. So there is a silent floor, I think, on the second or third floor of the library, which I often go to. Um, but at times the library is very dreary, so it just kind of depends. Um, and then I often have gone to Sidrich, is actually really nice too, because after or around every um, like entryway of each floor, there are tables or chairs. And depending on if there's classes going on or not, it can be really quiet, especially on the weekends. It's really, really quiet and it's like really nice and airy because they have those big windows. So you don't feel trapped in a building. Mm -hmm. So I find like that's really nice. Like people keep studying as well. And then um, I used to study a lot in the VSV, but frankly, it's really, really old and I spend a lot of time as it is. And so I've tried to study too much there anyways. Um, but the atrium's nice. They have tons of tables and that's like pretty blanket areas. And they tend to be really, really busy during um during the day though so that's kind of its drawback um i really really enjoy the business building though because they have so many spaces and um they have like individual tables they have like group tables etc like on all floors and it's not freezing in that building either and i'm really cold natured so it's like a really big thing for me i'm miserable while studying and i really i just go home if i go home i'm probably not going to work as hard and so Definitely, those are some of my favorite places on campus. I'm trying to think if there's anything on the older side. Um, I don't think I've actually studied yet in like Draper or Old Main. The sub is nice often too, um, especially if you're just trying to get like tasks done. Those are nice, but I don't know if I could really read there. There are like quieter um, areas of the sub, like second floor. So just kind of like experimenting with what areas are your favorite. Um, it also depends on your class schedule. So, for example, I would have class some mornings in Draper, and then I would have a break for an hour or two until the BSB. So, I would just go to the sub rather than like walking all the way over. I often go to the business building too, because it's nice, like in between. Um, but so, that's pretty much it for on campus. And then off campus, um, I really enjoy, I think it's called Common Ground Woodsway. Yeah. Yeah. Common Ground Woodway, their Woodway branch. At first, they would call like Native Sun and Roast or so, I'm not really sure, but that's a really nice area. And they have so many spaces. And there's like, I think they opened up a pizza like part of it as well. And so it's just like, nice whenever you want to eat there and get your coffee. And there's so many spaces to sit and study. So I really recommend that area as well. Awesome. Well, that's great. Those are a lot of great ideas. And I really liked what you talked about maximizing any breaks you have between classes and finding a spot and getting some things done. Um, because mm -hmm. sometimes when you have those breaks, those can be great opportunities to really um, maximize your study time for sure. And at the after your classes are over, you don't have quite as much um, to do. Um, exactly. Well, one of the greatest teachers I think we have in life is thinking about what we've learned from maybe a challenge we've overcome or a mistake that we've made. And do you have any experiences like that that you've had since coming to Baylor that maybe you could share with our audience? So as I, like, I kind of touched briefly um, earlier, 
my freshman semester, especially the fall semester, was really tough just because I was not acclimating well to study habits and um, like just being a college, like a successful college student. And so um, that was like a really tough semester for me, both like trying to figure out what I was doing in terms of how to balance everything. And also academically, I was not like doing as well as I wanted to. And I had been, I come from a school like where most people um, were doing really, really great. And so that's kind of like an awkward leap whenever you're doing like so well in high school and then you come here to college and you're just struggling. But that's just kind of like the name of the game to put in a different um, work ethic and different just mentality when it comes to that. And it's definitely like being more disciplined about my studies are more important than certain things. And that was something that I had a little bit of trouble like really coming to terms with because like I don't know if many other students especially freshmen have this like um FOMO or fear of missing out but I definitely had that freshman year and we had like this group of friends that always hang out in my dorm lobby and then sometimes it's not the best time, place to study just because you will get distracted you just won't study as efficiently and so um, second semester, I really realized that like I need to be in the library or I need to be in a different building to where I can like completely focus and like get my things done. And if my things are done, then I can go hang out with them. But if I they're not done, then I need to get them done. Kind of deal. And it's just honestly being like you have to like learn how to be hard on yourself to the point where you're not it, um you're not doing yourself injustice. Like especially when you're coming to an expensive school and you want to like do well and like graduate on time and everything. And so. That's definitely been like a hard um, part of college for me to like realize. And then plus when you're living on your own, you have to do everything on your own. All your laundry is on you. Like it's not like chores are split up between like siblings or anything anymore. It's very much everything is on you. So like routines, I feel are very, very important and they help you just stay like balanced and help you understand what you can and can't do like um, on a realistic basis. That's great. I think you touch on an excellent point that for, for many students, I would say probably most students, um, coming to college is going to give you uh, more flexibility in your schedule than maybe you were used to before. Um, at least, you know, going to a high school that, you know, just you had all your classes every day and um, there's not as much flexibility. Um, and so, and just like what you're talking about, even the, the, the chores that maybe you didn't really think about, but laundry and all the other things like that, that, that come into play, setting up those structured routines can be so helpful. But I really liked what you were talking about. Um, it sounds like you just kind of had to have a mindset shift, um, especially, mm -hmm. I mean, we talk about FOMO, this is so real um, that you, you want to be involved, you want to be connected, you want to be a part of everything, and um, but trying to figure out how to prioritize your goals um, that you've set for your academics is really important. And then still finding time to spend time with friends and do things that you enjoy, but um, like you said, making sure you get the things done you need to do, and then kind of as a reward, then getting to go hang out with your friends. That's really a challenging lesson to learn, but it sounds like one that you've learned well and and, and now you have some um, specific structures in place that really help you, so that's awesome. Um, thinking back, I mean, you were talking about being that this kind of experience happened a lot your freshman year. 
Do you have any words of advice you would give your freshman self um, just knowing what you know now? Tons, tons and tons. I would say get off your phone more often. Um, just because you have time between classes to not do anything doesn't mean you shouldn't do anything. Um, and then just honestly, like, establish your routine. And, like, I would have this very, like, oh, I didn't do this just because I didn't have enough time. There's time and, like, enough time in the world for everybody to do everything. But you have to make the um, priority for it. And so um, I would just keep making excuses for myself. And then it would just keep kind of like getting worse and worse. And then I would try to like bounce back and like play catch up a lot. And it just was not working out that well for me. And um, it's just like kind of like understanding if I had been hard on myself to understand that this is what I expect out of myself, then it would have not probably been as um, intense of a adjustment period for me. I was kind of just going with the flow and of course go with the flow and understand like I'm especially the first few weeks of college trying to understand how everything's going, but things do pick up really fast. And that's one of the things like in, um, they say it's syllabus week and we often joke saying it's just syllabus day, but as you go, um, old, as you get older and older and you have more, um, higher level classes, oftentimes it won't even be syllabus day, it'll be syllabus minute. And then you immediately get into studying or like your, um, professor will just immediately get into lectures and you're like, oh, I didn't even know we had to get the textbook. So it's kind of one of those periods where it's like it happens to everyone and it is adjustable, but being prepared for that is better than being caught off guard. And like you're talking about, about setting goals um, for a semester, I started implementing like a um, little thing where like I have like, I think on MacBooks, you have a um, app already installed onto the computer called Stickies and they're basically like post-it notes for like on your desktop screen. And um I will like be like, okay, spring semester of uh, 2018, these are my goals. This is what I want to get done. And having it up constantly is a really nice reminder too, to be like, okay, this is what I'm working towards because I'm very goal oriented and I need like, like a set something to work towards or else it's kind of like, mm, whatever. And so I seem like, I feel like having very set things really help like me uh, streamline you into doing exactly what you need to do. Awesome. That's a great idea just to have it on your desktop. So every time you open mm -hmm. your computer, you're reminded of what are my goals. And that sometimes can, like you talked about motivation earlier, um, if you are kind of lagging in motivation, which is a natural um, part, especially, you know, when you've been working really hard and you're tired, but to be able to look at those goals again and remember, okay, here's my why, here's what I'm doing, this is the reason, these are my goals, um, that can be a great way to motivate you. Um, well, tell me a little bit about th things you've gotten involved in on campus, like any student organizations you, you participate in. Yeah, so um, my freshman year, actually very first semester, we were, I was taking a class called PHP, which stands for pre-health professions. And as part of the class, they required us to be involved in like a um, pre-med society or whatever um, specialty you were going to, like pre-dent or pre-optometry, et cetera. And um, I think I only went to honestly one interest meeting and it ended up being for AMSA, which is the American Medical Student Association. And it just fit really well. I think it's like the biggest um, pre-med organization on campus too. And so they have tons of resources. And so I just ended up sticking with that. 
and maybe it was out of like being lazy and all honesty not going to other interest meetings but I truly enjoyed um going to like their events and everything that semester and then um just as a sense of motivation and um kind of like doing something more than just being in a club I like especially my first semester I realized like I really like like what these officers are doing and so they would have meetings where all the officers are um, lined up in the front of a big lecture hall and then all the members are just sitting um, about and like listening and I like was like oh my god I want to be them I want to be one of them um, at some point in my college career and so I made that little mental note and then when I got the opportunity to apply for um, committee members which were underneath the officers and they would work as a team um, I applied and like I was able to be in both like social skills as well as getting to know people around you who are in the same field or in the same study or even people who may not even be like biology majors they could be completely different they could be like anthropology majors you have like the common basis of pre-med or whatever else you're going into and so that was something that was um very fun to be a part of and then um let's see I was also in um, the Indian Subcontinent Student Association. Unfortunately, I wasn't as active just because like time constraints with um, meetings. They would have meetings the same time as AMSA and I did prefer AMSA over um, ISSA at the time. But I've met a lot of like great people out of it and like my, the two have overlapped a lot just as how it works out and so, um, I feel like getting a cultural organization um, is also really, really fun, especially if you resonate with one more. Um, I have friends who are, they're not Korean, but then they are really into Korean culture. And so they will be part of the KSA, the Korean Student Association. And it's so much fun. And I'll even go to their events sometimes. And it's nice just to like overlap. You don't have to stick within your organization's bound lines. You can always go to like different ones and experience different things. And then um, my friend actually started the Photography Society um, I think when the beginning of um, 2017 fall semester and so that was really cool just to like um, figure out passions of like uh, videography and photography and none of us are exactly like that amazing some of them uh, some of us had really great skills already with the camera but some of us were just kind of like oh I like taking pictures and editing them just for fun kind of deal so it's not all just like work and no play you can like kind of intertwine the two and then Sometimes organizations do feel like more work depending on like how they're structured, but it's just kind of figure out figuring out whether you enjoy the the more work or whether you enjoy the more play. So awesome. They're definitely a great way to like get to know other students as well. Oh yeah, it sounds like really good community, um, but also finding other people who share your passions, who have similar interests, and then I really liked how when you were starting out in AMSA, you saw the officers and that prompted you to, to take action and get involved. Um, and mm -hmm. so it sounds like you've gotten really involved with that organization, so that's great. Well, um, you mentioned that sometimes maybe you like to get coffee if you go to Common Grounds Woodway and study. Do you have a particular coffee order that you usually like to get? I think I, I'm trying to remember the exact name of it, but it's like, it's um, the Irish cream um, like syrup and they put mint syrup in a latte and I really cannot remember the name right now, but it's so good. I really enjoy Irish cream lattes. Ooh, so awesome. those we'll are really, really good. We'll look it up and put that in 
the show notes, but that does sound like a yummy treat. It's really nice. <laughs> Very good. Well, I what, think called the clover leaf. The clover leaf. That's what. Okay. <laughs> what about um, while you've been at Baylor? Um, have you found a particular resource that's been especially helpful to you? Um, I think when I was studying for um, my first Gen Chem class, mm -hmm. I never really had like a strong basis in um, high school. And so I often used the tutoring center to really like help explain things. And my professor would give us back our quizzes. And so I could go back with what I've missed and be like, I don't understand this. Like, help me out. How do I understand this? Um, and this was mostly just because the um, SI leader had a, I had a conflicting time with when I was volunteering and volunteering um, commitment to where it was like a semester long and I couldn't just like drop out of it, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So I had to like go to the volunteering and I would miss SI because of that. But um, a lot of your science classes, and I believe classes like religion and a few business classes as well, have um, supplemental instruction leaders. And so those are really, really helpful just because they will go along with your professor's timeline. So you're not having to play catch up. You're going to have to stay on top of things. And um, they give you worksheets and stuff. It honestly depends from SI to SI. Sometimes um, the SI's information isn't. Um, exactly what's going to be on like an exam or anything but they they can be pretty close to what could be on a test or an exam or at least like the mindset they need to have when going towards a certain topic because they are in contact with the professor when they're setting up their own curriculum so I would definitely recommend SIs and um, also the BOBO is a great resource in a study spot and I just found that out this past finals week. Um, I was writing a paper and it was so quiet. And it's just very like relaxed. There's tables, there's um, couches there. So I definitely recommend the Bobo. And they often have like free coffee and sometimes snacks for students as well. So. Awesome. That sounds great. Coffee and snacks. Um, <laughs> and a comfortable place. So fantastic. Well, and I really liked what you were talking about, about when you got your quizzes back for this chemistry class, you immediately worked through anything that you missed and, and sought how to get that clear in your mind. And so I think that mm -hmm. can be a really helpful technique. Um, going to tutoring is a great way to do that. I think the SIs have um, office hours also, of course, going to your professor's office hours too. So I'm so glad you found um, some really good resources for you. So thank you so much for sharing all these fantastic tips. Um, I just have one more question for you, and this is kind of thinking about your future self, but what are some of your hopes beyond Baylor? And as beyond Baylor is coming really, really close to this time next year will be beyond Baylor. Mm -hmm. um, so um, I'm definitely like I'm on the pre-med track. So med school is definitely in the horizon. And so I'm in the process of studying for my MCAT. And then in the future, I'll be working on applications and whatnot. So I'm really excited for that to finally, the, that dream to finally become a reality. And so that's definitely a very exciting but frightening um, part of the future. Um, 
that's pretty much it that I focus on right now, just trying to get that goal accomplished. Yeah, that's great. Well, Bisma again, thank you so much for taking the time to share with us, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful year ahead. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Wow, I thought Bisma shared so many incredible techniques and resources that have really helped her to pursue excellence while she's been at Baylor. Be sure to check out our show notes where we've linked to a lot of the different tools and resources she mentioned, just in case you didn't have a chance to, to write those down as you are listening. I hope this information will be helpful to you as you pursue academic excellence, and I hope you'll join us again next time when we hear another student success story. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Student Success Stories. You can keep up with the podcast and subscribe to episodes by searching Student Success Stories on iTunes or go to our website at baylor.edu slash SSI slash podcast for a direct link to subscribe and also a link to listen. You'll find all the show notes from this episode there. Music for Student Success Stories is Cherry Monday by Kevin McLeod. You can hear more of Kevin's music at incompetech.com.